Talks is not intended for all audiences, and listener discretion is advised. I'm your host, Audrey Lynch, and this is the Monsters Podcast. I'll be recognizing victims, stabbing into cases, and finally capturing your attention with true crime stories you may have, may have not heard of yet. This murder took place in Indianapolis, Indiana. Some refer to this case as the Cinderella story without the happy ending. The torture of a young 16-year-old girl lasted only three months when she met her untimely death. This is the case of Sylvia Likens. On January 3, 1949, Sylvia Marie Likens was born. She was the middle child of five kids. She was the daughter of Lester and Elizabeth Likens. Her father and her brothers would sell concessions at the carnival to make money for their family. As she grew older, she would often spend time taking care of her little sister, Jenny, who had a limp due to polio. In 1965, her mother would get arrested for shoplifting. Her family would also end up giving her the nickname Cookie. Sylvia was described as pretty, even though she did have a missing tooth. While her mom was arrested, her father wasn't left with much of a choice but to leave his two daughters, Jenny and Sylvia, with Gertrude Banaszewski. He would be busy moving with the carnival for work while Sylvia's brothers were at their grandparents. Lester agreed to pay Gertrude $20 a week for their care. Now Gertrude had been married a couple of times and had ended up with two abusive relationships and now was a single mother to seven children. Little did Lester know, There weren't even enough beds for everyone in the house, and only utensils for three people. Gertrude was also a smoker and abused prescription drugs. To begin, the first two weeks they were treated respectfully, even though Gertrude's daughter Paula, 17, did butt heads with Sylvia. But as soon as Lester's payments came late, the torture began. Gertrude and Paula would begin by beating both girls with a belt and paddle. But soon the abuse was more focused towards Sylvia. The number of abusers would increase to all her children. They would use her as an ashtray and put cigarettes out on her skin. The neighbor boy would come and practice jujitsu, kicking and hitting Sylvia over and over again. They would cut her open and sick salt in her wounds after giving her scalding hat baths after. They would force her to eat her own feces and drink her own urine. Sylvia was forced to masturbate multiple times being forced to stick a glass Coca-Cola bottle in her vagina, leaving it swollen and causing her problems in which she would urinate involuntarily. Gertrude decided Sylvia didn't deserve to live with them, forcing her down into the basement where she would often strip naked and beaten over and over again. Gertrude told all the children that Sylvia was a prostitute, and Ricky Hobbs, a neighborhood boy, would end up carving into Sylvia's stomach with a burning needle. I'm a prostitute and proud of it. During this time, the neighbors were aware of what was happening, but they never said anything. Sylvia ended up telling her sister, I'm going to die, I can tell. And within three days, she did. Gertrude could tell as well, telling Sylvia she was writing a letter on her behalf that stated she had run away and had let men use her for her body, and that the men had beat her. Sylvia overheard her telling her children she was going to take Sylvia to the forest and leave her to die. Sylvia tried one last attempt to escape, but she was too weak, and Gertrude grabbed her and beat her unconscious with a curtain rod, and when she came to, Gertrude stomped on her head. 
After three months of this torture, October 3rd, 1965, Sylvia Likens was found dead from a brain hemorrhage, shock, and malnutrition. When the police came, Jenny, her little sister, promised she'd tell the police everything as long as they got her out of there. The police arrested Gertrude, Paula, Stephanie, and John Benazuski, Richard Hobbs, and Coy Hubbard for murder. Neighborhood participants Mike Monroe, Randy Lepper, Darlene McGuire, Judy Duke, and Anna Siscu were also arrested for injury to person. On May 19, 1966, Gertrude was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life imprisonment. Paula was convicted of second-degree murder and was also sentenced to life imprisonment. Richard Hobbs, Coy Hubbard, and John Benazuski Jr. were all convicted of manslaughter and given two to two to 21-year prison sentences based on the fact that they were minors. The three boys were all paroled just two years later in 1968. Gertrude was granted parole on good behavior on December 4, 1985. She was known as a mother figure in the prison. And that is the case of Sylvia Likens.